Hello and welcome to the Health and Harmony podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Roxy and I'm B. We've come together to create a healing tribe of humans who want to create a healthy balance between their internal and external worlds. We want to shine light on the tools and techniques as well as the information you'll need to grow your mind, body and soul. Whether you've just started or are already on your way with your self-love journey, we are here to hold your hand and guide you to becoming your best self. Join us every week as we discuss the different tips and tricks that will give you the stepping stones to help get you there. We want to bring light and presence to a dark and ego-driven world. Make yourself a priority and let's start filling that cup. If you want to get to know us better, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Health and Harmony Girls. We are so excited for you to join our healing tribe. We are recording. We are recording. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Health and Harmony. We are so glad that you guys are listening to us today. We have a super important guest that's all the way from America. Can you believe it? <laughs> Her name is Halei, and she Halei. is Halei. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Her name is Halei, and it's spelled H-I-L-A-Y, so you can get that many ways wrong. <laughs> but she is a spiritual love coach and an amazing person, beautiful on the inside and outside. We've had the opportunity to meet her before this, which has been great. Um, so hello to you, my darling, all the way from America. Hello. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Of course, we're so happy to have you. I don't know if you want to delve into a little bit about what you do as a spiritual love coach, how you got into it, and just tell everyone, yeah, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so when I think spiritual love, I think the feminine. Like, that's what she is. She is the embodiment and the physical human manifestation of love itself. Masculine is consciousness, she is love. Um, so being that, being so in alignment with all that you are, showing up as an expression of love with everything that you do, with your rage, with your messiness, with your flirtiness, with your craziness, all of that is different forms of your love. Um, so figuring out that what that is for you authentically and fully owning that. So that is what I do, completely owning every freaking thing of you and showing up as that, claiming that, um, and allowing yourself to attract more love, more abundance, more soul connection through your authentic version of you. Um, so that's a little bit of just what I do and, and, and what I love to share. That's amazing so <laughs> and obviously when we spoke to you the other day you told us a little bit of your story about how you actually got to do what you were doing I loved your whole like hero's journey of how you got to where you are today so I don't know if you want to share a little bit of that because I love that story yeah. I think our, our listeners yeah. resonates with so many people I think yeah yeah totally like I definitely didn't you know come out of the womb like this that's for sure <laughs> um I came from the corporate world so I was like so proud of myself that I got into a corporate job I landed in a sales position with like very high profile clients um but within a couple of months of me getting into this world and feeling good about myself I experienced some sexual harassment um and it was like this in your face like right oh my gosh, like, is this what I just worked for? Like, is this the direction of my future and how I'm going to be respected? And um, so within like a few months, I was like, all right, it's time to get out of here. It's time to do something else. 
So I quit my job to travel, you know, just to find myself. But of course, like didn't find anything. Like I ended up working in hostels, working in restaurants, um, traveling and, and just really living paycheck. And there's actually at one point in Mexico, my friend and I were charging one US for a tour every day. Like that, making no money to buy a taco at the end of the day. <laughs> literally living off nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm so happy I had that experience, but it wasn't like my, I didn't find my purpose or calling, but that was the awakening to like my spiritual journey and what everything is, this whole journey is really about. Um, so I ended up going back to a corporate job after about nine months of traveling and living off nothing. Um, and then once I was there, I, I realized like, okay, like, let me get myself into something I care about. Um, so I started in like the health and wellness, fitness, nutrition, did all of that stuff, but was realizing that the more that I, I study like the technicality of, of working out and nutrition and eating, I, I just didn't connect with it. Like none of this stuff matters if you hate yourself inside. Like mm -hmm. everything that happens outwardly is just a mention of what's going on. Bloatedness is a manifestation of what are you clinging on to? You know, not being able to have flowing digestion is what are you not able to release and let go of? Like all of this is energetics. Um, and so, yeah, I found myself going more into spirituality and mindset and then further narrowed down into like the feminine itself. Um, so yeah, now, but it took a while to get here, but this is definitely exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it feels good to be in this space. That's amazing. I think you always know when you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing because everything just falls into place the way it was supposed to. Like you went on your journey and I think that's what Rox and I um, resonated with you. And we were like, everyone goes on these journeys where you're like, I'm going to find myself or the intention is to find yourself. And it's never really when the intention is that that it happens it's usually after that mm. i think for a lot of people some people go into like traveling or a different job or whatever and they're like you know i'm gonna go find myself and it ends up being the complete opposite of what you ever imagine and usually when you get back or something that happens after that you're like that was actually what was supposed to happen and now i'm where i'm supposed to be and then you're able to do what you love and i think with you it's also amazing that you've gone through this whole process and ended up where you are now and to be so content within yourself i think is such an inspiration to people that do still have the corporate jobs and are wanting to move towards doing something whether it's for themselves or for other people i think a lot of people are just like i can't do it you know i'm in corporate so it's going to be too difficult for me and i mean look at you how long did it take you yeah and it is difficult but it's one of those things like how bad do you want it like, uh -huh. Is it worth it? Is your life worth it? Um, and it's a testament to yourself, proving to yourself that it is worth it and it's going to be hard. Um, but there is a time where everything is just that much better. So I, I encourage it so much. Like, even if it's something that you do so part-time and you barely even scratch the surface for a year, which was exactly what happened for me. It took me a year before I could actually even like consistently get clients. I was always making like little things here and there. But you have to do it at some point and, and you have to take the risk. Otherwise, it'll never, never happen. Mm. Uh, sorry, sorry, carry on. You go. No, I was going to say, I'm actually, I'm busy reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I was reading a part this morning about finding your purpose. 
And I think where a lot of people go wrong is searching for a purpose that's outside of their like love and their joy and their, the things that they find fulfillment from within, because you, they, you were saying like you have your inner purpose, which for everyone should be being more present and, and like the awakening. And once you are more present and you know exactly what you love and desire and stuff like that, then you can only start to realize what your outer purpose is because you connected mm-hmm. with the inside. And I think that relates back to probably what you specialize in as well, because you're helping people to correct me if I'm wrong, but you're helping people to find themselves and love themselves so that they can now make themselves happy on the outside. A hundred percent. That's funny. New earth was the book that was handed to me when I was in Mexico and I had no idea what I was doing, making no money. Uh, my parents weren't even talking to me at that point. They were so mad that I had given up everything, given up this career. And I was making a nice home in San Francisco, like everything for nothing. I think I told you guys on our call, my my parents immigrated also to the U.S. So for them to have their daughter going to a third world country (laughs) um, after they had escaped Afghanistan to make their way to America was like actually a shock. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you're so right. So much of the purpose is what's like the joy and the pain inside Mm -hmm. and then go from there. Um, It's nothing outside of I love yeah. that, the joy and the pain inside. Yeah. It's so, not all have smiles and rainbows. <laughs> exactly. Um, and tell me, like, so say I come to you as a client, right? And I want to start working on myself. Like, what are the first few steps that you have to take? Like, we sign, you sign up with you or, and then, like, where does it go from there? Yeah. So I, like, in some sense, interview my clients just as much as they choose me. I want to make sure that they're in because this journey is something you have to commit to. Like I make sure, are you ready to get uncomfortable? Are, are you ready for things sometimes feel like they're going so wrong in order to get right? Like you have to let go of things. There's no more room in your body keep stuffing more newness and more happiness. Like you, are you really ready to let go of some of the shit that's buried in you? Mm-hmm. So that's first. Um, and a lot of times in the journey, it starts off with some of the harder stuff. So the first few sessions are so emotional and you're getting all these cries out of your system that you probably have not had in decades, stuff that you repressed as a child, that you repressed with your first love, that you repressed with your first failure and rejection. All of that will come to the surface and be replaced in order for you to have room for the joy. Um, so first making sure that people are on the same page about that. Um, and then secondly, okay, well, what is it? What do you think is holding you back? Okay, now let's go deeper and let's see what's actually holding you back. Um, because the conscious and the subconscious, unconscious self are so different, but by at least owning up to the conscious mind, you can kind of trickle down into, okay, what's really underneath that? Amazing. And do you use a lot of like NLP and hypnosis techniques? Cause I know we have a friend She's not, she doesn't do what you do, but she is a mindset coach. And I know she uses a lot of those techniques and she's done it with me. And it's amazing because like you're saying, a lot of people kind of cut themselves up off from them, their subconscious mind, but that's where all the information is that you need to access in order to heal, in order to move on, in order to be better. So what kind of techniques do you use with your clients to break that barrier? 
Yeah, so it is um, hypnosis, meditation, um, NLP practices. So getting out of your logical mind and going into your body. Um, so we'll, we'll check in where are the feelings in your body, really bring all your awareness to that feeling. And, and when you put your attention on like the pain point or the tension in your body, um, you'll get like these visuals or this memory or just like even a color that shows up. Like, okay, let's go in there. What is it? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing? And we all have different senses that we connect most deeply with. So some people will like hear a voice. Some people will see an image. Some people will get like this sensation in their body that's like a yes or a no or like a disgust. Um, and just talking me through that, okay, own up to that. Make everything real, acknowledge all of it. Um, because so much has happened, like right now we're sitting here, both of our, all three of our bodies are just insanely energetically alive right now. Uh -huh. But we're so focused on what's happening here that we're ignoring everything else that's going on. But in this session, close your eyes and just say, okay, what's going on inside? Where, how is the energy flowing? What's happening? And when you bring your awareness to that, that is your unconscious self. That is where the answers are. Um, so it's just shifting your awareness to a different part of you. I think it's also like, it's super important, like you say, with going into your subconscious or your unconscious mind, like, like you ask your clients, are you ready to get uncomfortable? Like Roxanne, I always say growth is so uncomfortable. Growth is not a comfortable process. Like it's supposed to be uncomfortable. And I think that's where a lot of people fall off the bandwagon because they are initially upfront and ready to do the work. But the minute you hit that first hill or that first little mountain, you might've not even gotten to your biggest hill yet. Like your first little bump in the road becomes like the worst disaster. And you're like, I'm actually don't think I'm ready for the work that I need to put in. And I think once people work through that first little mountain and they come out the other side and they feel how great it feels, then it becomes easy to carry on doing the work. But until you've broken through that first little mountain or hill or molehill, whatever it is for you, it's very difficult. So you'll keep trying, keep trying and keep trying, but keep failing because you haven't broken through that first little part where you're like, I now know how great it feels to come out on the other side. Like I want to do this in every aspect of my life. But I think it's just that first part that's mm. the most daunting for everyone. Yeah, you're right. You kind of have a feeling of, wait, there is a good that comes to this. It actually does have this sense of a, like a relief. And a lot of people don't get to that point, or at least, you know, like you said, you have to get really uncomfortable before you can finally have that relief. But people get to a point of just too uncomfortable and then sit back down. And they think that that's the growth journey. It's like, why, why am I not consistent? It's like, well, you haven't felt the good feeling. That's why you're not addicted to going back. You haven't gone past the really uncomfortable stuff. Mm. So that's why I do think that working with somebody outside of you and getting involved in a course or doing something that pushes you to where you didn't know you needed to go, that, that brings out a different side of you 100%. Definitely, definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you something now, I completely forgot. <laughs> but when you um, are busy in your sessions and like you're saying, having someone from the outside, I think it's also, it's so nice to have, I mean, yes, you've got in the fitness industry, personal trainers and people can keep you accountable. But when it comes to self-work, like a lot of people think that they have to do a complete day on their own because, you know, I don't want to speak to people about the worst things that are happening to me in my life. And I don't want to even try to go and undercover things that have probably happened to me that I don't remember. And it just becomes this big block because you're like, where the hell do I start? Like, 
do I write things down? Like, what am I writing down? Or am I supposed to speak to myself? Like, how do I work through it? So I think it's super important, like you say, to have that person on the outside that's able to guide you through and to give you the steps and to know that you can trust that person. And that person knows these things about you and they're not going to tell anybody. Um, I think it's super important because I think a lot of people, I mean, myself included, like, I was sent to psychology from a young age and I just felt like psychology messed me up even more. And I'm not anything against psychologists. Like I did my major in psychology at varsity, but for me, it's just like, when you go to a psychologist, it's like, what's happened to you? What's wrong with you? What are the bad things that have happened in your life? And then I started going to a life coach and I was just like, okay, instead of someone asking me about all the bad things that's happened in my life over the however many years I now have someone that's willing to work with me and be like you know what B let's work on future you like what are your plans for the future what are your goals like let's work on the good things let's work on the positive things not just focus on the bad things and I think a lot of people have been brought up like that like cool I'm going to go to psychology I've been to a psychologist I absolutely hated it and then they don't explore other options because they think everything that's supposed to almost help you or help you on your journey is the same thing as making you just feel pretty shit about yourself to say the bottom line. Yeah. I think that's the difference between a life coach and a psychologist is that the psychologist works on your past self and like your past traumas where a life coach actually focuses on your future. And even though you'll deal with your past things, it's more focused towards building yourself towards a brighter future, a happier future, which is amazing. Yes. You need to have that person on the outside. That's why I completely agree with what you guys do. I think it's the best thing in the world. That's why I'm saying to people, not everything is the same as like maybe psychology works for you and that's super great. There's nothing against that at all. Like we say every single person's journey is different. So if that works for you, that's great. But if that doesn't work for you, just so that you do know life coaching and spiritual coaching and self-love coaching and all of these amazing things are beautiful tools that can help you on your journey just to have that person that you've got to almost guide you through. It's not anyone telling you what to do all the time, but I promise you when you go through one of these journeys guys it's like one of these little chapters it's like little chapters every day it's like the most exciting mm. thing in the world you like feel elated all the time and yes you are going to go through bad times a hundred percent but the way you feel afterwards is about 40 million times better than you could have ever pictured feeling bad at your lowest low I can say that truthfully I think yeah, it's like an intense workout. Like you, you like know you're about to go to boot camp class and you're like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And maybe while you're in it, you're like, this sucks. Like I'm so tired. Um, but at the end, you just have like this buzzing feeling like, wow, I'm so happy I did that. That's truly how it is. Like anything, it sucks until it's amazing. Um, and my only thing with, with, with psychologists and therapy is that there's a, well, at least in the States, there's the intention of like, okay, what do you have? What, what is your diagnosis? And that's something that really bothers me. And I know there are people that can get, you know, the additional support and have situations where they need that. But majority of people, like even if you deal with anxiety, you know, being labeled as someone with anxiety disorder suddenly puts you in this box with a list of um, side effects and just symptoms that you're going you're expected to experience that everyone's so unique like you're really just dimming down the depth of each individual and the possibility of them creating a life for themselves but that's one thing that really just irks me is like i just don't like to put anybody in any box like you can do whatever you want whatever you have whatever you've been through um it's fully possible it's just a choice um and 
you know, the label sometimes limits those choices. I think with the label also comes like the prescriptions and the medication and all this stuff where before they've even sat down with you, they're like, I'm going to put you on this and this and this where like, it shouldn't always be like chemically treated. There's so many things that can actually be worked on and worked through just with the mental stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know what yeah, your body is. is incredible. Like your body can literally do anything. How sad is it that we have to, um, you know, tell somebody, oh, well, you, your body has failed you. Think of what it does to somebody like subconsciously. Like, I cannot trust my body, cannot trust my intuition. I can't trust that it's this beautiful healing power. My body's supposed to create a life. Like I'm supposed to create and birth a human being into this world. And if I can't trust my body to just take care of me, how can I trust that it will be able to create an entire human life? Mm -hmm. So we're really getting rid of our very just innate powers as creators when we are relying on these outside sources. Like it's nothing outside of you. You're born with this capability and there's nothing that your brain needs to tell your room like, okay, today we need to make sure that we give this much water and nutrients. It just does it. And we need to remember that like, whoa, how cool. It's no effort. Um, so that is a huge thing for me is that reminding ourselves that we have all the answers already. And something you said, sorry, to go back to in the beginning, sorry, just stood out for me when you're saying like bloating is a manifestation of, I think you said holding on to things. things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a friend who battles with her skin and I was saying to her, I was like, it could, cause she's tried changing up her diet, changing up her skincare, changing up everything. And I said, it might actually be something that you are holding on to emotionally um, that is flaring up in your skin. So I find that topic very interesting because I know a lot of people who have had issues, be it skin, hair growth, psoriasis, whatever it is, that have managed to actually get rid of this clinical issue through emotional release. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went through a phase. So when I went back to my, after traveling, went back to my corporate job uh, or a different corporate job, um, I had this like horrible IBS for months. Like it was just giving me so much anxiety. And that's the sad part of IBS is you have anxiety about having it and then you have it and it creates more anxiety. So it's this endless loop. But at that point I was really, really struggling with what's next. Like I'm, I'm letting go of this freedom, but I'm also entering into this work world that I'm not happy with. Um, and everybody wants to say, okay, take this medication or put yourself on this diet your body's speaking to you. It's not supposed to do that. It's not wanting to, to cause you problems. It's asking you to stop, slow down and listen. And when you get to a point of inflammation or digestive issues or skin disorders, that's like your body's last ditch effort. Like, hello, we've been dropping the hints left and right and you're not getting it. Like now, now I'm gonna shoot you something that literally stops your life, that stops you from going out in public, mm -hmm. that stops you from you know, eating what you want and playing and dancing and, and having fun because you need to sit down and listen to this. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, everything is energy. Like your body knows what it's doing. And that, that belief alone will help in, in having a deeper communication. Anything that happens, okay, this is for my benefit. This is for my benefit. What is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to tell me? Um, I know that, you know, if you think about cancers in your body, notice what chakra the cancer is showing up in. Like if you um, have anyone that you know that has breast cancer, 
In what way is their energy constantly depleted outwardly? They're overly giving, they're overly nurturing and you know, having this motherly love where they are actually taking away from themselves. Um, so that will ultimately manifest into like a cancer in that part of their body that's saying this energetic space feeling just overwhelmed. It, it's over depleted. So it's, it's just really interesting. And, and the, a book that you can read on that is um, You Can Heal Your Life. If you've read that, she talks about all the different energetic bodies and the, the metaphysical meaning behind them. So it's kind of interesting to see how your body's speaking. I think it's actually super interesting that you say that now because it just blew my mind out of the water because Ryan, my fiance, his mom actually had breast cancer. Like she's all good now, it was years ago, but she is one of those people. She is a complete like outpourer 24 seven out, like every single day of her life. That's all that she does. And she went through that. Obviously, like I said, she's fine now, but it's just so interesting to hear that because that's the first person that I thought about when you said that, because that's exactly how her personality is. And she's, just giving and giving all the time. And I find it so interesting, like you speak about the IBS and stuff, because I think so many people, so many people, regardless of IBS or not, battle with bloating in this current day. And everyone just goes straight away. They're like, I'm gluten intolerant. I'm like, you also have stuff you need to deal with. Like, <laughs> everyone's just like going gluten-free, dairy-free. And I'm just like, what about everything that's going on inside? Like it might be a short-term fix. I think a lot of people don't realize how connected your mind, body, and spirit are. And like you're saying, when something happens in your body, like whether it be bloating or hair fall or whatever it is, it's your body screaming at you that something is not right inside, whether it be nutrition, emotion, there's like so many factors, but people don't realize that we're all, everything's connected and they don't give our body enough credit for, for what it does for us. And yeah. I don't know if it's coming out the way I'm trying to explain it, it, but it all has to work in unison. Yes. It so is. Yeah. And and as long as we just honor that and we we recognize that, then things will make sense. And I think that's where the feminine comes in is that we have this beautiful connection to our intuition. And so anything that's happening, you do have the answer, but are you listening? Are you actually slowing down to hear the messages and trust yourself? but you do have the answer, like two beliefs. One, your body is communicating, it has the wisdom, and two, you know, like your conscious mind can figure it out if you give yourself time and space to do that. I think that's a super interesting point to bring up because a lot of people are like, when you're not connected or don't believe that your mind and body are connected, because a lot of people are still like that. They believe there's no connection or maybe there's a slight connection, but there's not enough connection for your mind to cause illness in your body. Um, A lot of people believe stuff like that. So when it comes to believing or being in tune with what's going on in your body, it's like, you can either be on the one spectrum where you completely ignore everything that's going on because there's so much that's going on. Like you have chronic back pain every single day, you bloat all the time, you have reflux, you have all of these things. So everything's going on. But the more that you get in tune with your body and you realize, okay, you know exactly what has made you feel that way. You can prevent it from happening the next time. But if you're not in tune with what's going on inside your body, you're literally just going to block everything out all the time. And you're going to be missing those signals, like you're saying from your body until you get to the point where you have 
now have to work through like 20 signals that your body's showing you because you're eventually like, okay, I now believe that my mind and body are connected. And you're like, right, let me start with the bloating. Then me start with my skin. Then I'm going to start with my acid reflux. Then I'm going to start with the pain <laughs> in my, my left butt cheek. Like you have so many things <laughs> to work through. Whereas if you work through one thing at a time, you can be like, what is causing me this pain or this uncomfortability, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. I yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you, you're right. And the thing is, a lot of people like to see life, or I don't know if they'd like to, but they think life is so random. It is not random at all. And that's why a lot of the work that I also do is connecting with your cycle. So every month, you have a whole new like journey you're going on. And it starts at the very first day of your bleed. And you go through four weeks of different energetic bodies that you're experiencing. And so if you trust that, okay, cool, for the next 29 days, I'm about to embark on another round of my life. Like, how cool is that? That you can set an intention for those 29 days. Your body can communicate to you where it wants its energy. And then you can actually make the most of it. You know, you don't have to just have like, you know, 2020 is this year. It's so boring that way. Like you, you, as women, we are constantly changing. We have such fluidity in our bodies and our uh, capabilities. So why not respond to that? Why not constantly be shifting into alignment with your highest self when you're listening and when you're pivoting every single day, really? Favorite I was going to say Ross loves the word pivoting. That's why we both looked straight at each other. She loves the word pivoting, but I love that you brought up periods because I think it's such an important thing as well. I mean, we were all, especially you and feminine spirituality, like we were all kind of brought up not to speak about our periods. Mm, like it was like gross. Be, yeah. yeah. Like why does anyone speak about their period? Like my fiance, even when I started posting, so I was posting a while ago about endo on my, on my page about endometriosis. And then I posted the other day about um, these menstrual cups. And my fiance was like, babe, did you just post about your period? Oh, and I, I posted about Roxy's leggings. I was like, which leggings should I wear? Cause I'm on my period. Like, I don't know which ones to pick on my story. I put like a little poll and Ryan was like, did I just hear you asking people about what color pants to wear on your period? I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, fair enough, love. He was just like, just wanted to double check. And I feel like if this was like 20 years ago, someone would have been like, why the hell are you speaking about your period? Like that's the most disgusting thing in the whole world. And like you're saying, being in tune with your body, like you have to, as a woman, be in tune with your body. You should be celebrating that time that you're on your period. Like I've gone from completely hating my period to now knowing and honoring my body and knowing that for two days, for the first two days of my period, I am man down. Like there is no point in hating myself. I cannot do a thing. Like I cannot pretty much move around my house, never mind anything else. So I just walk around, yeah, I'm like, I used to hate that I couldn't work out. I used to hate that I wanted to eat ugly things. I still like get a bit irritated with myself because I mean, you're on your period, but it's still good to honor your body. And you're like, cool. If you know you hate the first day of your period and it really makes you uncomfortable, what can you do to make yourself feel better on that day? How can you honor yourself on that day instead of hating that time? Like rather make it a time of celebration. I think it's a beautiful time actually. Right. And, and what you said with, okay, you, you know, you're hating yourself and you're annoyed and more irritable during that period, um, or that at least those two couple days. Why? Okay. What is rising to your attention? So now that is what probably needs to be released. So if you're finding that you're dealing with self-worth issues or having frustration with your partner or um, issues with your, your, your business partner. Um, okay, cool. What are those issues? What's triggering you? Why is that triggering you? 
what sort of belief system or um, self-identifying trait is being hurt at this point. And then that's exactly what needs to be focused on over this next period phase, like over that um, next couple of days where you're actually on your cycle. And then maybe throughout the month, okay, I've now released it. What am I making way for instead? What am I trading this belief for instead? Um, so it's not there randomly. It's there because it's now ready to be released. So in, in a way, like, yeah, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm so happy this is here. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, okay, I'm happy this is here because I'm going to do something about it. Like, I, I know what, what's going to happen next. I have more clarity on the next next 30 days because the beginning of your cycle, whatever annoyances come up, it's like, okay, great. This is where we're focusing on. I love that. I think it was only recently where like, because someone was calling your period, your moon cycle. And then I was like, why do they call it that? And then obviously did a bit of research and then they say like, because mo not most women, but like some women sync the cycle syncs with the moon and correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. I'm not completely clued up on this, but like the new moon and the full moon both represent the release and the, well, the ones like the release and like letting go and then the other one's new beginnings. So mm -hmm. it's also with your period, like the release is obviously the lining flushing out and all of that stuff. And that's almost why it sinks, mm -hmm. but it, I just love the symbolism of that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And a womb is yeah. like a little moon anyway. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of just depends on where you are in your life. And that's what's cool. So, so I've had times where I have my cycle on the new moon versus on the full moon. If you're on the new moon, um, you're probably somebody who's more in like the receptive stage of life. You're going through growth, you're, you're experiencing things, you're, you're, most of the nurturing is going back to yourself. So you're kind of a blank slate in some sense, so you're healing. And then if you have your cycle on the new or on the full moon, you can kind of think of it as like a pregnant belly. So you're like in your mothering state. So you're more outwardly giving your, um, your teachings, your sharing, your coaching, your healing. Um, so it can kind of just depend where you are in your life. If you're more like, you know, I've, I've done the work on myself and now I'm sharing and integrating and delivering versus, okay, I need to sit back and go inwards again. So interestingly, when I was back home at my family's house, I was home for a couple months right after COVID hit. I switched my cycle back to the new moon because there's always healing that needs to happen when you're with your parents. Yeah. Um, so I found myself switching over to that cycle and a part of me felt like less of an outward delivery and more like, okay, here's, here's what the new layer of healing and discovering different parts of myself and learning how to still own this feminine spirituality while being in an environment where that's not where I grew up. That's not the style of living. And it is different. There is a slightly different version of me that will come out in that space. So that was part of my discovery. And, and interestingly, interestingly enough, my cycle responded. So it's so cool how your body knows. And when you learn to connect with it, it's like, whoa, it knows before you know. <laughs> I love that. And I wanted to ask you, I know this might seem like such a random question. I don't even know if there is an answer for it, but like you were saying about, so the first two days of your period, say you really don't like them or you feel uncomfortable on those days, whatever the things are that come up. Um, do you have like any advice for people that are listening that maybe want to try to go more inward during their time of cycle, like things that they can maybe do or practice or maybe like a ceremony, like some candles, mm -hmm. I don't know, like write things down just like to help people mm. work through their periods a bit better. 
Yeah. Um, so things that come up. So the best thing to really do in this phase is, is connect with other women who are on it. So that's why we naturally start to sync up cycles and we spend so much time with other women because there is this powerful intuitive connection that we get when we acknowledge and say things out loud. Um, so if you just text your friends like, Hey guys, started my period today. Like get excited. How cool. Like celebrate that, share it with everybody. Um, and maybe you'll find that other people are going through the same thing or other people in your group message are slowly starting to sync up with you. Um, and then share what you're going through. If you have interesting dreams, share that. If you're getting these weird visions or having these intuitive feelings, share that. When you make it out loud and bring it out to the physical, it becomes less of like this jumble in your head. And it starts to feel real and you start to trust it more. So by talking about it out loud is one. Um, I personally, and this is something I teach to a lot of my clients and in the courses I do is do video journals. Um, I just don't feel like your hand can ever keep up with how fast our minds move. Um, so I like to just sit there and talk. And if I need to cry, I'll sit and cry. And if I need to get angry, whine, complain, uh, just like be a little brat, like I will do that in my video journal where it's a contained space to dump whatever emotion or thought is coming out in that space. Um, and it's really cool just because you, know, you can even watch it back and witness yourself experience these emotions. It's like, whoa, that's me. Like, I, I love her. Like you have compassion for yourself. And so it creates this really cool self-loving bond um, and helps you see like versions of you rather than, oh, this is me and that's just it. Like, no, there's pieces of you and you are a multifaceted soul at any given moment. There's so many pieces of you that show up. And when you can look back and witness a piece of yourself, and then you start to realize that, okay, that I'm not stuck to any one identity. I think I really love that because like people always say your memory is so clouded, like your subconscious mind remembers things so differently to how they actually happen. Like you might've pictured a situation happening a certain way. And a couple of years later, you still picture it that way, but it's not the way the situation happened. So I think that's a really cool thing to be able to actually physically see yourself in that state and being able to be like, wow, look where I am now, or I've come out on the other side and I feel so much better for it. And I've actually never heard about people doing video journals, which is really cool because some people love to write and some people don't. And I think that's a really cool way for people to just sit down and be able to be like, I have word vomit. I'm going to get it out now. Let it all spew and literally just <laughs> speak about all the things you need to speak about. And like you were saying, speaking to other people, like I don't think people often enough speak about what they're going through during that time. It's like a time where you almost become a little hermit crab and you'll like rather just be on your own. And I think that makes it so much harder. And even with the syncing, like Rox and I are together all the time. So we've synced. So it does <laughs> we make, we, we've synced. Yeah. And I'm like, we're always, the closest females in my life, I always end up syncing my periods with them all the time. So it definitely is a real thing. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, have you guys heard of the red tent at all? No. Um, yeah, it's just like this basically in, in like older times when society was run on the feminine spirituality and the feminine itself, women would all get together when they were menstruating because that's when you have like a deeper connection to spirit and a deeper sense of intuition. So they would all talk about like in this private like red tent or whatever society they had. I think the red tent itself is a fiction story, but they would do these practices um, where they would isolate from all society, so get away from the normal world, 
and really connect to the spirit realm. And whatever sort of intuition and messages and visions would come to them, they would put like the pieces together and ultimately figure out if there was like danger coming for the village or if they're approaching a drought or um, any sort of service that they could offer to the community, they would come back and be like, okay, here's what we need to do. Or if someone was sick, they would find out through their intuition what sort of healing method they could offer. Um, so we have like, how cool we have this. And when we're together, we can really come together and the answer is there because we are so united. We are really one. Um, so yeah, the, having that little mini community in your own world is totally possible. Um, it's just, you know, it's okay to isolate from regular world for a little bit and get into this woo stuff for a little bit. I was going to say, we should start red tents. Yeah, red, red tent sessions, like in real life <laughs> these days. Why are we not having red tent sessions? People should be coming together <laughs> now. Like, I feel like that's a new thing. Mm. Every new episode, we want to start something new. Now we want to do some red tent sessions. <laughs> yeah, no boys allowed. No boys, no boys allowed. allowed. <laughs> um, I want to touch a little bit on intuition because that's something that I have been feeling very connected with lately because I've been on quite a like deep soul searching, connecting with myself. And I find that kind of can predict things that are going to happen. And when I listen to my intuition, it's the best thing because like nothing bad happens after that. And not that it's hectic things in life. Like it's maybe I should message this person because I'm thinking about them and they actually, it turns out they going through a tough time or they needed an access code for the gate or like whatever it is. I'm just like, I'm so interested in this intuition because I think it's a topic and a thing that a lot of humans, oh, doggies, <laughs> um, a lot of humans don't even know is a thing. They don't know how to connect with it. Um, so I don't know if you have more like advice on how people can be more intuitive and connected with the intuition. I was just basically saying like a lot of humans aren't connected to the intuition because it seems like such a woo-woo thing. And obviously in the world that we live in now, which I think is changing due to COVID because people are starting to reconnect with their spirituality, tuality. but a lot of people don't even know that they have this ability to connect with their intuition and that it can like help you and like, especially with making decisions and stuff. But I was just asking if you have any advice for people who want to connect better with their intuition or want to even know how to start that journey, like what they can do. Yeah. So what you said right there was really cool how um, you have all these examples for times that it's worked. So the more that you can tell yourself like, look, it worked there and it worked there and I can trust myself, the, the voice and that feeling will get more and more clear. So that's one big thing. Um, and then something I share with all my clients is what you can do is just ask yourself like, if in any decision, you wake up in the morning, you want coffee or tea, like, okay, like, like see which one is calling you. Like, okay, what would somebody, what would my intuition say? What would someone who loved themselves say? What would the universe say? Like whatever question resonates with you. Um, but ask yourself in every single detail, like, okay, don't want lemon in my water. Well, let's see, let me check in with myself and figure out and see where the answer is pulling me. And in these like really insignificant little questions, the answer will be quite clear because it's, you don't care. There's no weight. there's nothing to lose. And over time, you can start making those bigger decisions and you will feel it. Like feel into your body, like what am I, like even if I want lemon in my water, like which one feels like a yes, like a full body yes. 
Um, and it's quite clear in the little ones and it'll slowly build into the bigger decisions. But it, it's okay to not, you know, not be ready to make an intuitive decision on, should I quit my job tomorrow? That's a big, that's a big decision. And all of that weight will feel heavy, but over time it will become more obvious. Mm. It's like practice make per makes perfect. And also like I always compare these kind of things to like a muscle. If you never use it, it's going to be weak. It's not going to be able to do much, but the more you use it, the stronger it gets. So I, li I like the practice with the little things and then move to the bigger things. I love that. I think it's also in a sense, like learning to trust yourself. Like mm. when you create that relationship with yourself and you realize that you are able to answer these little questions about yourself eventually, then it becomes easier to trust your gut with the bigger choices or the bigger decisions that you have to make. Because it becomes so easy for you to be like, I know exactly how that makes me feel. I feel uncomfortable or I feel anxious or I feel like that's a, as you say, full body yes. Um, but at the beginning, when you start, if you're not asking yourself those questions, it can be super overwhelming because you're just like, my whole body is just feeling, I don't actually know. Yeah. I'm just super indecisive. And like you say, just those little increments of little questions and just going, hold on, actually, how does that make me feel? Or how am I feeling? Is my body wanting to do it or not wanting to do it? And then building that trust with yourself where you can eventually be like, I know straight away how that makes me feel. And I think that goes straight back to the connection between the mind and body because learning to trust your gut. Like a lot of people overthink things so much that they end up going with what their mind had chosen and they were like i knew in my gut i should have done the other thing because we overprocess things so much instead of just going with exactly how our body felt about that decision um because i think everyone just thinks that what's going on in their head is better than what's going on in their body until you realize that everything is connected, connected. yeah <laughs> right yeah i think there's this um a study that says within the first five seconds, that is actually your impulse. That is your intuition speaking. Anything after that is old programming, like your childhood programming, stories, past experiences, recycling itself. Um, so it's whatever is the first five seconds, that's your answer. And usually you can kind of tell the difference between your intuition and you know, whether or not you're using your logical mind is how long are you processing this? Are you actually sitting on it? And then over the day you're mulling over it and slowly the yes becomes a no, you know, over the course of like five or six hours, then more than likely you're kind of talking your in and out of something versus whatever the answer is in that moment, honor that. And that's why I say honor it with the little things because you won't be afraid to do that. And then ultimately you can trust the bigger ones, but it is scary at first. And as long as, you know, we don't disregard every woman has this, we all do. And, and we are bred in a society that lets us believe that we can't trust ourselves. So it's okay to have this big hump of, oh, this is scary. And I, I don't like making decisions like this. That's okay. We all go through it, but we have it. You have that power. And also, like you say, it's super important for you to be able to make those choices without all the external influence. Like whatever you feel at that point, whether your answer is yes or no, or whatever the situation is, it's about how you feel, not about how, how's your mom going to feel about this or your best friend or your boss, or it's about how it makes you feel. And when you realize that you need to make yourself happy and not everyone else around you, things become a little bit easier because you come first at the end of the day.
Totally. Yeah. And there's nothing selfish about that. Like your happiness, like you vibrating at like your ultimate potential is creating a ripple effect in the world. So you're actually sacrificing other people by showing up as this mediocre version of you. You're really taking away from the world when you're not showing up as your fullest self. So if you think about it that way, yeah, your priority, your happiness is the number one priority. hundred percent. And I think it's also important with what you do that people know, like we've said before, and we'll always say it's growth is a really long process, whether it's your spirituality or whatever internal, external, whatever your growth is, it's constant. That growth, you never reach a point where you're like, this I is me. Complete. Yeah, <laughs> I am completely done. Like this is the manufactured version of Bianca and I will never, I will never edit or change myself. Like growth is always going to happen and you need to be doing these things all the time. Like who we are now is not who we were two months ago and who we're going to be in two years is not the same person as who we are now, but you have to constantly be growing and changing and going through these processes where you're connecting to yourself to, like you say, benefit your future self. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that's going to benefit is you. And isn't that the best thing in the world? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, no coach, no, no spiritual teacher, mentor. They're not done either. Everybody's still growing. And, you know, it's important to not put anyone on that pedestal. Like I will happily admit to my clients, like, yeah, I had an emotional weekend. Like I was reprocessing some crazy emotions. I'll be open because I'm not done. Like I will never be done. I'll be dead when I'm done. But, um, (laughs) and still after that, you won't be, (laughs) you'll still be carrying on. (laughs) forever and ever and ever you're amazing honestly but we really just we absolutely love your job think it's amazing what you do and what you do for people so i think it's honestly been amazing to chat to you but we want to ask you our we have three rapid fire questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show um so we'll end off with that and then obviously we'll do our little thank yous at the end because it really has been amazing sitting with you and very informative. I could speak for days about this. Yeah, seriously. we'll have to have you back on as well because yes, <laughs> this is very interesting. Agreed. Um, so, question number one is your favorite quote or saying? Uh, my favorite quote, uh, it's like this roomy quote. I can't even recite it now, but it's like everything you want, you already are. Um, it's just every bit of you is there. Exactly. That is your quote. You, you made your own quote out of other things. You <laughs> can have your own quote. <laughs> and then, um, do you have a spirit animal? Or if you don't, what would be your spirit animal? Um, so the first answer that comes up is a duck. And that's because, well, my name is, yeah, so Halai means duck in um, a dialect of, of Arabic. Um, but it's not just that. Something about that, I feel like I've always been one of those people that really likes this like soul connection like okay like this name was given to me for a reason like I clearly have some kind of lineage with ducks um and then also I love the way that ducks like the way they swim on the water they're paddling their hearts out under but so chill calm (laughs) on top and so I think that's a little bit of me like I love to be chill I look like I got it together but I'm like hustling underneath I am hustling (laughs) under the water I absolutely love that that's like my favorite spirit animal answer I think I've ever heard thank you that was the best ever best best answer (laughs) and our last question yeah um, if you were stranded on an island, what two things would you want to have with you? Um, 
I think I'm saying water because I'm actually really thirsty at this exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, the second answer was really just friends. My biggest thing in the world, I think really, and the saddest thing is seeing lonely people. Like connection and having loved ones is hands down the best part of this human existence. Like you learn so much about yourself. You get to be whoever you want with so many different kinds of people. And yeah, friends, like connection, love, like that is everything. If that's the right answer, I don't know. No, that is not a wrong answer. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, I was listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast yesterday and you're saying like the number one killer above everything, above like cancer, smoking, like lung disease, whatever is loneliness, mm -hmm. but not like physically being lonely is the perception of loneliness, which is even scarier because people can have people in their lives, but they still don't feel like they have people they can connect with. So mm -hmm. I love that answer because it's so important to have connection as a human being because we're social beings. Yeah. No, nothing else matters. Once you have that, it's like truly, I don't need anything else. Like that is, that's the goal. I got my friends and I got water and I got everything I need. <laughs> Literally, I'm ready to go. I can spend forever here. <laughs> I, I already love oceans and beaches and islands. So that's like half of my needs are right there. Yeah, you're like, I'm ready to go. When, I, when do I have to get my plane ticket? Like, when do I get dropped <laughs> off? <laughs> well, we're going to Bali next year. All yeah, everyone's going to Bali next year. Get our, our beach and on. Yeah. But anyway, honestly, thank you so much for speaking to us today. It was so nice to chat to you again. I know everyone is going to absolutely love listening to you. Um, if you guys would like to follow, we will put all the show notes, I mean, all the show notes, all the um, <laughs> social links. media links and everything in our show notes so that people can give you a follow. And then your email address and all of that, if people want to pop you an email, maybe they want to chat to you more about what you do and maybe how you can help them. Um, so yeah, we'll put all the information there. But like we said, thank you so much for being on our show today. It was honestly so nice to speak to you. You are an amazing person. And if you guys aren't following her on social media, you have to. She's just as beautiful outside as she is on the inside. Um, and she has a lot of insightful stuff on her page. So definitely check her out. Um, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love spreading the light with our healing tribe of humans. To get to know us better, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Help and Harmony Goals or check out our website at www.health-harmony.co.za. That's health-harmony.co.za. Until next time, keep healing our world. This podcast was proudly brought to you by Royalty CBD. CBD oil imparts a feeling of relaxation and calm and also plays a role in easing symptoms of many common health issues, including anxiety, depression, acne, and heart disease. Royalty CBD is also THC free. To get your own stash, visit www.royaltycbd.co.za and use the code Health and Harmony 10 for 10% off.